Hello, guys, and welcome Behind the Bunker Monday Night, episode 507, podcast number 538. Thank you guys for joining me, um, and welcome to all of our new podcast listeners, wherever you guys are all coming from. Thank you so much for joining in, and uh, if you're wondering why people are, or how people are finding us, our podcast is available anywhere. All you have to do is go to any podcast server and, you know, type in Behind the Bunker and you'll find us. Um speaking of uh that I wanted to show you guys this uh this comes in every every few hours it says congratulations your podcast gained another follower and then it says their name and away we go uh so we've seen a lot of those in the last couple of weeks and um we also get here's here's a an app that's uh that follows us it's called Podbean and uh someone had commented on podbean i guess that's where he listened to he's back listening to pod uh, podcast og number 16 and says freaking funny poem <laughs> so i must have been back when <laughs> jamie king was reading poetry online so thank you to all of you that are coming in and the best thing you can possibly do for us if you are listening to us on our podcast go to itunes and Give us a give us a comment. Give us a five star rating or whatever you guys feel is necessary, because that definitely helps. And it seems to be getting us into uh, whatever algorithms getting us out there. So, again, thank you so much for listening to us. And if you're listening to us on Facebook, thank you for joining us. We're also live on uh, YouTube right now as well. Uh, it's not just me that's uh, here. I also have uh, well, we have Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in this evening. It is going to be an incredible show. This is 507. It's a special one, I guess. <laughs> uh, but thank you for joining us. And again, as my good friend Todd said, make sure you hit that like and share so everybody knows what you do on a Monday night. And let's trap in, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, they're all special. Just like Josh Zubis and Brickus. Yeah, but it's a different kind of special. It's like the special special, you know? <laughs> like special K, like me. Special Kimson? Special Kimson. There we go. Specialist Kimson. There you go. And speaking of Special K, we have Joe Kimson all the way from Flag Raiders Paintball. Uh, hey, greetings and thanks for tuning in. Yes, Flag Raiders Paintball is really just a myth right now. It's a locationless, it's a locationless entity floating around the, the paintballs. But fortunately, no one in Ontario is playing paintball or unfortunately. So uh, we are working a way to get you guys to shoot each other. So that's all I got. So stay tuned. More to come. Hopefully in the in the close future, we'll be able to say some stuff. Um, so tonight, guys, do you think paintball is on the rise or is it on the way out? And uh, we asked you guys on social media your thoughts. And uh, we're going to get to that just a little while later on in the show. We're going to be watching your live comments uh, as well. So we'll be able to interact with you that way. Um Let's see, a couple things in paintball. Did you guys see AirUp's new bunkers that they did for a company called High Exposure? I don't know if it's for paintball per se, but uh, pretty neat looking, uh, pretty neat looking like upside down archway. I know it's not an NXL bunker and you know what, get over it, but this is something neat. That would be kind of cool to play. It, w it would be. It's, you could turn it You could you turn it upside down if you wanted to and it'd be like a castle wall. It'd be kind of cool. I what would did... you call that? Um, we uh, we used to call them the X, the underneath the X, the doggy door. Maybe you could call that the dog house. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, Exalt, ladies and gentlemen. Tunnel. Uh, yeah, tunnel. Uh, limited edition Warhawk tank covers are now available at Exalt. Make sure you guys check them out. Uh, ask your local retail for it. 
as well as uh, their barbershop, barbershop shirts. Uh, check them out. And uh, the new EMEC or EMF100, the ignition trigger. Look at that. Pretty fancy. If you guys are looking for an upgrade, we complain all the time on the show that there's never any good upgrades for guns. And here you go. They're starting to come back. Uh, check out Exalt for Fair. that. As well as this, we've talk, t- told you about it before, but we're going to tell you about it again. The Universal Fill Nipple Covers. Keep that dust, keep that debris, keep that uh, grossness out of your tank and your fill nipple by uh, buying one of those. And they're they're live at most local retail stores as well. Uh, paintball extravaganza, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are big supporters of it. And uh, here's uh, some correspondence from, uh, from Paintball Extravaganza. They would like to know if we have time on Monday's show, can we ask for suggestions for the location of the 2022 event? Um, this world just got covid crazy all of the areas in the u.s uh filled up for february already he says uh never had a problem like this in 15 years that he's uh, tried running events um and everybody's asking super duper top dollar so not only is everything sold out already for february in the areas that he's been looking um but the but the money value has been going up i don't know what to think about that i mean i guess we've been without shows for a year year and a half trade shows are going to have to come back too where do we want to see it? Outside of Las Vegas. So we can watch, go out to the desert and pop off EG smoke all day long. <laughs> yeah, Vegas would be fun. But it, if you're not in Vegas, are you really still in Vegas, though? What's in Vegas? It's just on the outside, wherever, wherever EG's located. Yeah. I don't know, like Hawaii or uh, Puerto Rico, just like a little beach vacation <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Washington would be good. Virgin Islands, whatever. I'd still like to see Dallas because I thought that was good, or San Antonio. Um, Josh, any thoughts? I would very much enjoy it if it went back to that Xerox Center. <laughs> it was yeah. like the Category 5 hurricane bunker building thing. That was awesome. Uh, Charles Holton says New England. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cold and I guess hmm. we're inside anyway. New England. Somewhere could, where we can drive would be good. Yeah. You can warm up with chowder. Chowder. <laughs> what, about oh, Mi- about- what about Miami? Ooh. It would be warm. You'd have uh, girls wearing bikinis. Um, Maybe Pitbull could MC. <laughs> I was trying to think of some lyrics. Yeah. Uh, Oregon was too far away. That The, the flights to Oregon are, are, are tough. Uh, Lebanon, says Steve Abar. If Oregon's too far, Lebanon, out of the question. <laughs> it's slightly farther away than Oregon. Oh, Detroit. That, that would be reasonable. Somewhere in, Michi- somewhere in Michigan, you could fly into Detroit. Everyone I think if you did a Detroit location, they would probably pay you to come. There'd be probably some incentives there. The hotels would be cheap. Detroit used to be quite beautiful. I'm sure it still is, um, just about, not as populated. What about, Indiana, what about Indiana, Indiana, somewhere around Fort Wayne? Then you've got Tipman there, First Strikes there. Yeah, you know it's that's a, a good point. Well. Ryan McGee says Indianapolis, and uh, Elliot Darno says Raleigh and Missouri. It'll be Missouri. a long, cold day in hell before I recognize. Yeah, but Missouri would be good. Um, we've had problems in Missouri last time we traveled in February. Uh, the weather was pretty pretty terrible there. I don't know if that'd be a good place to go. And he's referring to Lebanon, Ohio. 
says Scott. No. No. I'm going to go Aww. with the actual Lebanon. <laughs> Don't rain on my parade, Scott. Could, maybe, could you imagine, Gavin, incorporating your paintball extravaganza with paintball extravaganza, French, could you imagine that? Oh, my God. No one would listen to the show. They would just, that, that's all we would be saying. Be- Beardy McBeardington has a good comment. He says, what about Costa Rica? If it's truly an international show, why can't we go to Costa Rica? No objection from me. Some sun, some beach, tropics, <laughs> tropics yeah. Uh, I may attend the show, but uh, you may find me on the beach uh, all-inclusive, potentially. We uh, we have a good suggestion in the house, and I don't know if I enjoy this suggestion, but Bertop uh, says, what about having it at my house? <laughs> Technically, we had paintball extravaganza this year at my house because we broadcasted and did our paintball show. Um, Aaron Dill is telling us about his favorite... Uh, his favorite Van Halen, uh, Van Halen song. Halen, Halen song. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't think of Van Halen. God damn it. Panama. I'm rescuing you all, I'm rescuing you all evening. You I'm are. Gavin, <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, stop carrying him. Okay. Yes. Let him yeah. fall. Ooh, what about Anchorage, Alaska, too? I just saw that as well. That'd be a nice place to go in February. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, those comments about being around Michigan... And Indiana make a lot of sense for proximity. Those companies it would suck for the Californian and uh, some of the warmer climates to come up there in the middle of winter. But again, you're on a trade show floor all day. It's not like you're getting out very often. I'm sorry. I just want to add one last location in there. Yeah. Um, how about B and Mike Paxson's house? Oh, in Montana. Montana. I've seen the pictures and the Azula. view out there is outstanding and i'm pretty sure they got a lot of yard so maybe just set up in their front yard and if we work it well enough we could become extras on yellowstone there you go yeah play some old school lawn darts just have joe in the background (laughs) (laughs) but if we're in montana it's in the middle of the winter you can be damn sure you've got all the attention of the attendees because they're not going outside that's true they're going to stay there the entire time I guess you want to be somewhere where there's not a lot of distractions either. You want to keep everybody sort of centralized so they're not, you know, traveling and sightseeing too much. So I, I, I think maybe you want to look for an area. What, even Buffalo? I don't know. I don't know what. I know they look for um, part of the deciding point is as far as labor laws and non-union yeah. places because it costs less to move move products in and out so i think you know that's that's a consideration so buffalo would love to have the business when whenever we've traveled out of that airport they're so happy i think buffalo is the happiest airport we've ever been to because they just are happy to have people coming through it um i don't know why but we i i think joe and i specifically have deemed buffalo to be the happiest airport in the world i think where was the other one that we made comment joe you we went to was extravaganza where did we go and we were in an airport i believe josh was there maybe matt was there and everybody was like super super friendly maybe he was coming out of baltimore from paintball extravaganza a few years ago do you remember that airport yeah i just i don't remember maybe it was baltimore but they were the friendliest bunch of people yeah so there you go so there's a hopefully a couple good ideas there ladies and gentlemen for the the organizers of uh paintball extravaganza oklahoma city is central and boring, says Ryan Sexy. They have uh, good steak. Yeah. I bet they do. There you go. I want to uh, get me a porterhouse. Ooh, Utah would be great. Steve uh, Abar says uh, no distractions there, but I, I think that'd be a cool place to go. Utah's dry, though, right? 
I can't, I can't broadcast drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So thank you all of you guys who are joining us on uh, Facebook and YouTube. If you guys hit that like and share button, uh, that would be cool. Or just comment. Let us know where you're watching from and let us know that you're here. Uh, it's always Steve nice Rambar to see you guys. A, a road trip. I wouldn't. That thing, I, I don't drive it over 40 mile an hour or 60 kilometers. <laughs> it, starts to, it starts to shake. What the, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Chica Estrada says, good evening, everybody. Hey. So nice to see you guys. Uh, Rick from Paybox Driver. Hopefully that gives you a couple ideas on uh, where to look. The other option is if it's going to be a colder climate, maybe wait till now. See, you want it in February because by as soon as yeah, the weather gets yeah. better, you want to be operating your business, not the not being the traveling. Option, the other option you can do is just head on over to Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken's website <laughs> and look at all the cities in which have a location. Or, or Jackson's. Let's find a Jackson's somewhere. Yeah, Detroit uh, has a Gus's, and they've got a good Mexican town. Detroit's got lots of good, good, good eateries. Yeah. Um, Ryan McGee's going to get the last comment on this. He says, hashtag paintball extravaganza French lick. <laughs> there we go. Uh, All right. Lisa, Lisa Weaver says, George Hay's still on the way home from Living Legends. No Hay? No what? way. That's why it seems a little off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. No hey, no way. You got a hashtag bet. There I we am. go. Um, no hey, no way. Hey, if you guys haven't seen the iconic Paintball Teams documentary f- series that's out on uh, Paintball Media, head on over to their website and sign up to be a Patreon member so you can get not only that series, you can get the uh, uh, documentary of Tim. You can get the history of uh, the history of Paintball on there. Definitely well worth a couple bucks. So go check that out now. Uh, a couple things to worry about, guys. Save the date. Here's the list of all the Mission Masters games for 2021. So make sure you guys are there. Speaking of the Command Bros, May 29th and 30th, make sure you guys get signed up uh, so you guys get a chance to play with them for the Command Bros Wars. Look at that. Um, Fallout, August 28th and 29th. Speaking of George Hay, if you guys are going to play that, make sure you guys sign up for the George Hay side. Or you can lose. I mean, it's your choice. Um, And last but not least, can you trust yourself? Sleeper Cell, May 22nd, 23rd. That's this upcoming weekend at Matt's Outback Paintball. And that's not in French Lick. That's in uh, Coventry. So, cool. Check those out. Uh, So, lots to get to on the show tonight. We have a vault. We're going to have mail time. We have the top we're going to get to. We have custom gear, prices right, and much more. But before we do that, every week, guys, we send you away... um, to watch uh, a vault segment and this week's a special one so make sure you guys check it out and uh, we're going to welcome George hey to the show now it can begin nice to see you sir awesome uh, so we'll let you guys go have a watch and we'll be right back Hey guys, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball. Each week we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball, and we show you something from my vault. Today's a little different. We're not showing something from my vault, we're showing something from my garage. Many of you have asked, what's in the garage? What's behind all the stuff? This is my M15182 military utility tactical truck. Um, It replaced the M38A1 
Jeep as we know it that was introduced in World War II and these were made from 69 to 1982. Uh, they were replaced by the Humvee. So this one's pretty cool. It's, it's stock. It certainly uh, has no creature comforts. There's no GPS, no satellite radio, no cup holders, uh, no seat belts. Often these were retrofitted with a roll cage um, to protect the driver and passengers in the event of a rollover. This one's pretty cool. It's got four-wheel independent suspension. It's pretty stock. Um, when the U.S. military decommissioned these, most of them were cut into quarters. And some, several that you see around now are welded together. This one is an uncut version, so it's pretty neat. Um, these were made, several variations of this, where there's a FAV, fast attack vehicle. There's an ambulance version. Uh, many of these were outfitted with tow rocket, tow rocket launchers, M60s, ambulance versions. The Marines had firefighting versions. You can get a snorkel kit for deep water fording. There's a heater kit. Um, I have a soft top for this, so it's kind of cool. I can put it on and I have doors as well if I, I wish, but this is sort of my um, summer driving. I haven't had much time to drive it, but during a pandemic, it's a great opportunity to um, get out and do a little bit of zip, zip, zipping around. Sort of like pew, pew, pewing, but it's a zip, zip, zip. But anyway, uh, thanks for watching uh, Behind the Bunker every week, and I hope you enjoyed this segment of From the Vault, where we go back in time, back into the early days of stuff, and this is my 74 months. I'll see you soon. That well, anyway, that was my uncut mutt. Um, military utility tactical truck, one quarter ton, replaced the Jeep and is the predecessor to the Humvee. So it's kind of cool, it's fun to drive. I went out for a little spin today, I had to run some local errands, so um, I kept the speed below uh, 30 mile an hour or 50 kilometers an hour so it was it was it was a safe drive there's no seat belts or anything so did yeah, anybody thank you for your service i uh, know but i had a, a couple people drove by and went like ah cool you know <laughs> that kind of that kind of stuff so it's, it's nice. you, you can't be in that and not drive around and smile so so it, if it, you were it, to wash and wax that do you do you have like a flat wax because every wax i've ever used has like a nice sheen to it how do you keep that thing looking um, so you can get you can get a matte uh, matte wax that's specially designed for matte um matte finishes so it's it's the kark matte finish Matt on mutt action. Matt on <laughs> mutt action. That's Matt right. on mutt on Matt on uncut mutt. Action. This is a new video for Kripnik for next week. Yes, it is. <laughs> He's gonna have his cut off jean shorts <laughs> out there Just. waxing the waxing the mutt. Um, Steve says your kidneys are good if you've never been in the mutt. Man, my Jeep, it, it's so smooth because it has four-wheel independent suspension. You can hit all the bumps and it's smooth. You can put a coffee, a coffee cup on the non, just on the floor and drive around and it won't spill. It's that smooth of a ride. Beardy McBeardenton has a question for you, Joe. He says, is it a 24-volt electrical system? It is, it is 24 volt. And what's kind of neat about the 20, for anyone that's never been in the military or doesn't have experience with military vehicles, everything, most everything in the military is 24 volts. Like a Jeep or a tank or a Humvee or a deuce and a half. So I have this cable, it's called a slave cable. And there's an adapter, I'll show you one day on a video. There's an adapter on the side, you unscrew it and you plug your slave cable in to your running vehicle and plug the slave cable into the other vehicle that won't start 
and it'll turn it'll turn over it's like a, it's like a booster cable um adapter built right in so you don't have to go with jumper cables just have an adapter it plugs into the side of both vehicles and away you go it's pretty cool well it now i think you've teased it for next week <laughs> yes i'll do a 24 i'll do a slave cable demo very good Mail It's mail time, ladies and gentlemen, where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you have sent in. It is a little light this week, but that is okay. If you have additional questions, you can pop in into one of the chats and we'll get to it as soon as we can. Uh, the first one comes to us from the Instagram worlds and it is uh, Alexis Lawson 86. He's or Alex uh, lost in 86. Do you think automags will ever make a comeback like the autococker did? I'd love to see a mechanical and electro version come out. Automags, will they make a comeback? Did they ever go away? Let's throw around the horn. Start with you, Joshua. They most definitely have not gone away and you can still purchase brand new ones from automag.com. Or sorry, airgunsdesigns.com. But you, you have to admit whether you like Cockers better than mags. There, there's more of a popularity between the auto cockers over the auto mags. Like, just there's more of them out there. Um, I, I don't, but I, I think he's right. Like, there's a lot of guys who own auto mags, but don't use them on a regular. Like, you just don't see them very often. Do you think you'll see them start bringing them out of their gear bags and start using them? I would hope so. Um, so I think it's a regional thing. Because I had um, auto Crown Point auto mags and auto mags and mini mags, you know, in the early early nineties. But we didn't get auto cockers. Uh, auto cockers weren't really up here. I think it's a it's a very much a regional. An auto cocker is more of a California thing, and an auto mag was was from the mid Midwest to the East Coast from from our perspective. Um, the automag sort of came in right right after the Bushmaster. The 68 Special was really one of the first functioning semi-automatics, and then the automag sort of came in, you know, after after that. But we we didn't have any um, yeah. hawkers up here until you know too easily in the two, early mid 2000s. Yeah. It's like and uh, it... sh sh shut your mouth, uh, Bob Spitzer. Automags <laughs> can die a slow death. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> He's just getting pickled slowly in his hot tub right now. I bet. Um, I think uh, on your note with regional shockers, um, ions, epiphanies, all of that were really big SP8s or SP1s in our in our area because Smart Parts is only a few hours from us. Uh, on the other side of the border and this whole side of the you know this whole eastern seaboard was not i'm not gonna say flooded but it was very popular very predominant and uh i don't know if that was like that all over the country but there was a time where that seemed to be in everybody's hands uh those guns so I, yeah colin, i don't know colin cooper says we had vm 68s or pmi threes and then i had that um uh, car 68 at that um one that looked like the M16 made by Protein Products. They are made for the Rangers and the Seals for training. So that's kind of cool. Um, just to go back 10 minutes ago, Rick Chard from uh, Paintball Extravaganza is in the live chat. He says, uh, thanks, guys, for the suggestions for 2021. Actually looking at a couple of them uh, and some areas are already filled for February and they're... Uh, 
They're really proud the world's opening up and jack prices up. Hope to have a selection in the first of June. So yeah, hopefully hopefully some of the places we mentioned. Um, the other place that would be really good would be Toronto, Ontario. No, that's restaurants and it's super expensive. <laughs> I mean, yes, Americans can come over and live like kings here with, well, with their money. Well, that's just but, it, right? Yeah. yeah. But no, Until they have I, to purchase gas. <laughs> yeah. But get, getting back to the whole cocker uh, discussion, I think with auto cockers, there was just far more add-ons four more things to do to it. I think it just became a little more popular for that matter. And there was, there was, you know, it was picked up by, um, well, let's face it. When, uh, who was it that, that bought them at the time? K K one or K two. They were in big box stores. They had their, their they, trilogy series and they marketed yeah. the heck out of those. So, you know, whether you like auto cockers or over auto mags or not, they just was far more auto cockers than there were auto mags, uh, produced. Um, but again, those that like auto mags like them for a reason, you know? So I, I, I love both. And I mean, I, I switched over to TMC for the last couple of seasons, but the only reason why I moved away from my 68 classic was I broke the elbow and I was too lazy to track one down. Right? So <laughs> I have some elbows yeah. and I may buy that and it'll be this season. I'll be the back to the 68 yeah. then that the classic, but it's funny. We talked about last week on our show, like what would you, what would be your final gun? And we all kind of said, well, we really don't want a final gun. Cause we keep switching and moving to something better and shinier and faster and whatever, right? So I, I don't know. I, I think maybe autocockers may be pushing back a bit and you're gonna see some guys getting into like Emacs and you know, shocker, you know, mechanical shockers and stuff now to keep up with the with the old school play. And for all those people that are coming back into the market who haven't played paintball since the autococker automag days, again, there's far more people with autocockers. So I think you're just going to still see that being more predominant. I do want to point out Nem Nella's uh, chat or uh, comment in the chat, hot rod versus tuner car. If you just wanted to pull it out of the box versus tinkering with it and uh, upgrading it and making it look fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, great point. But even out of the box with an auto cocker, you could short stroke it. That would be the worst thing that you could do to it. But I mean, you could play with it and you really didn't have to do anything. But those screws and adjustment points were far too tempting for the average person to not play with them at least with an auto mag you kind of had to do a little more finesse to mess it up i made a, a new hashtag hashtag leds has a nice gun then colin cooper several comments down says i'm excited to get into the eclipse mg100 yeah we keep calling it the mg100 but technically it's, it's the, the emf one, EM, emf 100 isn't it yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. yeah, that's the exact same marker I'm looking for in my mailbox every week. But you <laughs> I know. know postage from uh from uh, overseas. Every leads. time I yeah. see a FedEx <laughs> truck or a UPS truck on my street, I run out like the, like the ice cream truck. Ice cream man. Yeah. Um, We're now like the Sally movie. Struthers telethon. Leds is just tuned out. He's. Uh... I know. <laughs> I'm not even sure he's listening anymore on a Tuesday <laughs> when he's in the shop because you know all of our constant. Well, I will say my constant begging. <laughs> damn it, Leds. Do something for me. Send me a damn EMF 100. All right. We're going to shift over to the next question. It comes to us from Travis Overshot podcast. And he's like, he says, where should you have been this weekend? Living Legends or Woods Ball World Cup? Yeah, some great events simultaneously happening yeah. this weekend. And selfishly or, you know, enviously, we're, we're looking across the board and thinking, damn, wish yeah. we could have been there. So Ooh, if you could have chosen, question. where would you have gone? Target. 
<laughs> yeah, for us Canadians, getting to the States is pretty exciting. It wouldn't have just been the event that we would have did. It would have been a Target and a Trader Joe's and a bunch of other necessities that we just don't get up here. Um, but of I, the two events, where would yeah. you uh, where would where would you show up? I, I think, I think, I think Living Legends. Um, only be, if I had to choose, only because. You know, it's more of a scenario game. Woods Ball is great. I don't know. I see. But there were so many great people at Woods Ball. I don't know. Son of a gun. Josh, you have an easy one for this? Yeah, I was looking at the names that were going to be at the Woods Ball World Cup and some of the teams that were put together. I hands down would have been there. Yeah. Well, Orr was there and uh, Kay was there and every old yeah. school baller yeah. in the world seemed to be there. Who was at Living competed. Legends then? Uh, everyone else, I, I guess. Hey, for one, that's true. Well, okay. Well, that just knocked off. See, he, that evens out. He's, or and K, he's a living legend all in his own right. That's right. His beard's legendary. So Thor's I would have gone the alternative to uh, my friend Joshua. I think I would have been Legends. That looked like an amazing time from some of the uh, broadcasts I've seen from our 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 friends, the Command Bros. Ripped up. <laughs> Did you say I was uh, yeah. your friend? Yes. What did he Absolutely. do? So nice of you. Bricked up. Uh, yeah, great coverage. You know, I think that was a that would have been a really great time. So yeah. I was envious and you know salivating, waiting to uh, to get to an event, and I think that would have been the event to be. Hanu, yeah. you know, uh, it would have been great to see one of his productions and uh, and to be there. Uh, so next year, buddy, next year we'll be there. Yeah. Uh, Charles Holden's World Cup, uh, Woods Ball World's Cup was amazing. Um. Yeah, I mean, they both would have been... I, that would have been a hard one to go to. like Or a hard one to choose from. Yeah. Joe, would you have any leanings any either either direction? Um, whoever has the most vaccinated people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's your threshold or criteria, right? Yeah, Just taking a survey before he leaves. All right, next question, if we can move on, comes to us from Sean Leonard in the in uh, in Canada and wants to know um, some more mail time goodness. Not in my backyard slash NIMBYism in paintball. Has NIMBYism slowed or interfered with the growth of paintball in Ontario? But I guess we could expand that to your region or wherever you are in the world. Has NIMBYism uh, impacted paintball? NIMBYism? Key findings, keeping, um, yes. Oh, not in my backyard. Sorry. I don't know. Gavin, let's get you to start. You know, it's a, it's, it's a challenging time, at least here regionally. Um, so I certainly hope that people are not in the NIMBY, not my backyard syndrome because they want to see um, businesses grow and expand. Um, so Ontario, Canada in general has been impacted greatly by uh, COVID. And, uh, you know, hopefully we need an economic growth and rebuilding yeah. and hopefully paintballs included in that. So, uh, I, you know, it is a great outdoor recreational activity. As we all know, you can socially distance. Um, it's going to be great for physical and mental health. Yeah. Um, so I hope that is not so present as fields are still um, trying to rebuild and grow. So, well, uh, I don't know. I'm at, hoping it's not present. At the government level, there seems to be a large push for... Um, socially distanced, but yet um, outdoor recreation right now. And I think paintball fits that bill to a T. I mean, you're already wearing a mask. Okay, it's not really a mask, but you, you are distanced from people. Um, 
I, I, I do think, you know, I do think with the government's help and, 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 and minimal things being open right now, paintball should, should be on the rise. I think, uh, I think, I, I think it should be looked at as something that's an asset right now, you know, cause what else can people do? I mean, you don't want them all going to the same park, you know, to walk the trails and play on the equipment. You don't want them doing the same tennis court, stuff like that. So, you know, start, start opening up places like the golf cart, golf courses and paintball fields. And yeah, yeah. Um, Bob, well, we can't talk about that. We can talk about that in the next couple of weeks, maybe. Any other thoughts, uh, Joshua? Do you think uh, at least there's more recognition or acceptance of paintball, so um, the neighbors will have less nimbyism? Yeah, I. it's weird because like, if I go by my experiences, I know one of my neighbors is nuts. So, um, yeah, we have a hard enough time with like, water guns. So, <laughs> definitely not paintball. But, yeah. I don't know. All right. Shifting over to a next question. Oh, there's two more from my good friend, Ryan McGee, who has nothing to say or contribute to the show. Hashtag uh, extravaganza French lick. That's right. All right, Ryan, uh, here you go. Strap in and make sure your ears are open because we're going to answer this. Uh, question number one from Ryan McGee is, what do you guys think are the best action cams for recording ga recording gameplay for MagFed players who may might have a uh, cam on their marker, any rail system on their mask? And for non-MagFed players, uh, what would a good option be? You guys have much experience with, uh, with action cameras, and uh, what would you suggest? Well, Inception's design, as well as a lot of other places, manufacture um, barrel cams. You know, um, you could probably 3D print it too, as well. So, sorry, barrel, um, what am I trying to say? Barrel adapters for like a GoPro or action cam. So you're, you really don't have to look at what, uh, what camera to choose. You, you can find all kinds of adapters for stuff like that. But if you really want something inexpensive, get yourself an old GoPro. You know, if you want to publicize anything to Facebook or YouTube, you don't necessarily need it anything better than 1080 anyway. So a Hero 4, you know, which goes locally in Canada for like 150 bucks on any sort of marketplace, get one of those. They're fantastic. The battery life is good. There's tons of accessories for it. Um, I don't even know what else you would grab, to be honest with you. Well, if you go by some of the people we know who do a lot of action cam photos, or uh, videos you'll note that when they're out they've got at least three or four cameras on them at once so most guys will have one mounted to their mask they'll have something on their marker sometimes they have something on a scope and then more often than not they have a cell phone with them yeah like how many times have todd and i been in a bunker and wolves come in and pull out a cell phone right I think you need yeah. multiple angles for yeah, sure. For sure. Make it interesting. Multiple angles, and it helps you get so much more footage. Because I see people, they're like, yeah, I'm going to get a gun cam, put it on my gun. It's like you realize that after playing it for an entire day, you might have 30 seconds worth of footage. Yeah, yeah you got to shoot a lot of footage only... uh, to edit it down. Yeah. And yeah, the last thing anybody seconds. wants to see 
is uh, grass or bushes as you're running, right? Is your if it's on mounted on your gun? Yes, yeah. there we go. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be interesting to, for, for the viewers. So the more cameras, like I think you you can have, the better. Uh, just yep. to create that story. The great thing too, like let's say Josh and I were playing together or or a couple of us were out there. If we each had action cams and let's say we're behind a bunker, really not doing anything, but you're, the, the buddy beside you is doing something, turn and film him and then offer that footage to him later. Because there's nothing better than actually having like, as we're talking about here, multiple angles of someone playing. Like having a barrel cam is great for about a second and it gets real boring real fast. Same thing with a goggle camera. It doesn't really show what, what you're showing, uh, but you might catch better things with different angles. Something else I've been watching a lot of is these 360 cams, and they're great because they capture everything around you, but everything is so distorted. It's like when you first got a GoPro and everything was so fish-eyed. I don't know if I like the 360 technology yet. I don't think it's there yet, but once they master that, it'll be pretty cool. But again, it's then editing the right shot and you know the human eye picks up better things when you're focusing on it and just just because you got it on film doesn't mean anyone's really going to get it and the other thing is if you're going to if you're going to create content narrate what's happening so if i'm watching it you know what happened because you were there but like explain yourself you know explain what's happening or what i should be focusing on um some of the guys that do good editing too they draw circles and then they zoom in on that and you know you, you can see what's happening but yeah um well, there's Ooh. a number of suggestions in the yeah. chats, each chat as well. But uh, Skibo says attack cam as well. Uh, so I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I'm just looking for something, uh, an image that is not washed out or it's uh, that fisheye view too. Yeah. Um, I want something that um, that looks similar to what I would view in normal life. So yeah. there, There's a company actually in Kitchener that makes a visor cam for hockey. But I've reached out to them on a number of occasions to see if they would get us some because they're missing the whole airsoft paintball market but they they make um for hockey helmets and hockey visors so yeah yeah uh neb nellis says hedgehog is the best videos i agree he's basically that's where i'm kind of getting my ideas from i i, I can actually watch some of his videos they're good uh, uh barker from uk as well yeah uh, has some great videos yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> Dwayne king says uh better to see the foot signals yes absolutely yeah. You miss mine, the seals have foot dams. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, when I play, I like wearing my camera on the back so I can watch in the footage and see which one of you fools don't play at the front. <laughs> there you go. In, in the world of tournament speedball, guys, like teams will hire a photographer and a videographer to come on the field, much like it's their special wedding day. But what happens is you get footage of your team playing, you get your guaranteed pictures of yourself and video footage of yourself as long as you don't suck that bad. Um, it would be neat to see that if you had like a scenario team or a bunch of you guys going out to play, if you paid that money and, and had a you know someone videotaping you, you'd get some really good stuff depending on who you got. Um, and if you got someone who did it, you know, has done it before and knows what they're doing, they'll get right in the action and, you know, just because you're getting shot in your bunker, if a guy's wearing a photography vest and he's out 20 feet from the bunker and zooming in on you, getting some great footage, it, it would look fantastic. Um, so something that maybe will translate to scenario teams in, uh, you know, in the future, maybe. 
Bobby Dow said someone should make a hopper with a built-in camera. We had to sit through a 45-minute <laughs> conversation about that one time at Facebook Extravaganza. No way. Yeah. There, there, there's a fellow. I get. We could talk about. It. I guess it doesn't matter. If someone gets upset, they get upset. But someone has the international, the IP for, you know, goggle cameras as well as hopper cameras, and it have it would have its own IP, and you could live stream from it. Now it'd all be great, but. I mean, there's no difference between that and just mounting a camera to your goggle and mounting one to your your gun, anyways. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It would be oh, great. Sorry. Camera, I thought you were a taxidermist. <laughs> the only great thing about that was the ability of, let's say, Go Sports was covering, you know, an event, and all of the pro players that were on the field, all ten of them, had one on their gun and one on their goggle, had an individual IP address. And let's say Ollie Lang is running up the tape line. They could switch to his IP, get his camera from his gun or his goggle and capture that. But the editing on that going live would be so difficult. It, it, it would be something you'd have to do in post for sure. But it would be neat. It would be neat. Great segue into our final question for this evening, Todd. Oh. Um, I think it'd be great for both players and um, and, and referees uh, in tournament paintball to have a uh, be uh different cameras on right so the uh, the producer can switch back and forth um so ryan mcgee his final question and our final question in my sack this evening is do you think tournament play could benefit from a company like go sports equipping certain players with either a microphone uh like nfl does with their mic'd up videos or an action cam to provide an extra angle to appeal uh to a broader audience so mic'd up and cameras on uh maybe your favorite player what do you think yeah didn't go sports do that they had a mic'd up segment not necessarily on the day of, but they were doing practices. I remember listening to, to some of those as well. Um, you got to be careful because the average paintball player, when he's all hyped up, he's swearing and cursing and, you know, saying things he probably shouldn't, but neat idea for sure. Um, when we were broadcasting some local speedball tournaments for the OPL, uh, Matt and I put uh, audio from the start box into the mixer and you know, you got a lot of high fives and woohoos and let's do this shit and all these swear words and stuff. And it was neat, but it was the same thing from every team. And it was okay. It added something, but like you had to be careful depending on what your audience was. But uh, yeah, and you're not going to censor these guys, not when they're all, you know, especially if they're arguing with a ref. It's great to have a mic on them, but sometimes it's better not to. I like the realness of it. Yeah. Warts and all, right? So if it's the same stuff with each team and it's the same sort of arguments and screaming and uh, motivating each other, I think that's uh, it adds to the uh, authenticity and it adds to the excitement of uh, of the game for the viewer. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'd like to see more mic'd up, more cameras uh, on players. It would be great. I like Steve Ibar's uh, comment in the YouTube chat. He says, hashtag bitter Josh. <laughs> we were talking about hedgehog and stuff. <laughs> that's great. Um... Uh, Cool. Gee, sorry, was that your last question then, Gavin? Or That was the final question, my friends. So we can cinch up the sack, and uh, we'll stay tuned next week for more Q&A from you. Yeah, yeah. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk to you guys tonight uh, about the topic at hand, and I'll post that here in just a second here. But uh, we want to know, do you think paintball is on the rise, or do you think it's on the way out? And we want to watch you guys live in the live chat. So if you guys are watching on YouTube or Facebook now, Go ahead and post up your comments. We do have some of your comments uh, on social media today that uh, you had posted. So we'll get to those as well. 
Um, and I also like to go around the horn and, and find out what you guys think. And maybe we'll start with that before we get into your comments and see if we can predict what other people are saying. But uh, Josh, what do you what do you think as a whole? Are you thinking paintballs on the rise or on the decline? And let's talk broadly. Let's not talk necessarily right this moment because of the pandemic, but let's be broad and say just, you know, maybe over the course of two or three years. Uh, I We always make mention of the last time we were at Extravaganza and how excited everybody was for paintball to kick in before COVID hit. I really think that meant everything was on the rise for a lot of different reasons. And I was super excited about it because for the first time in a while, I thought, okay, here we go. Like we're getting into what paintball was, you know, 2006, 2007, kind of in there where it was like really in kind of a heyday. Yeah. And I felt like we were slowly getting back to that, which meant it was on the rise or I, I guess maybe a better term for it is growing. Because rise to me just seems like it's rising in popularity, not necessarily people playing. Like, if yeah. you could say this next season that we're going to have from COVID, there's going to be, you know, across Canada, there's going to be 50,000 less people that play paintball. But the people who do play are going to play more. Yeah. Well, does that mean it's on the rise or not? Because it could be just people playing more often than they normally do, right? Yeah. So it, it's to me, it's kind of a, a two-edged, so double-edged sword. People looking at it two different ways, but I do believe paintball was growing, yeah, and it was on the rise certainly before this sort of artificial market crash yeah. took place, right? So Bruce Leapert in the live chat has making comment about how the pandemic and, and COVID has basically killed paintball. I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate to that point. I think that you know when we're talking with all the industry leaders. And especially the field owners, I should really say, field and store owners, their biggest complaint about the lack of attendance with paintball over the last number of years was laser tag, trampoline places, movie theaters, um, all the uh, all these other places to give uh, entertainment. Well, what the pandemic unfortunately has done for those industries specifically is annihilated them. Trampoline parks aren't operating anymore. A lot of them have, have gone under because they're all indoor places and we haven't been able to operate. Same with movie theaters, same with all these other things. So paintball has had more opportunity to breathe and I think they've had more uh, more participation this year or at least more interest in it uh, this year because of that. And I get local governments have shut people down for certain times and, and have allowed them other times. But in general, I think this has kind of been a boost for paintball uh if you will and i i really don't mean to be brutal but i, I well, think it certainly you know, being an outside sport yeah. people i think will be a little less hesitant to join in and and, and become a part of it because yeah. they're not stuck inside and close to other mouth breathers yeah but it's that thing too right like if you take away all the other things to do you know, you find, you, you you know, you go back to what, what works, right? Um, I don't know. Joe, am I off my rocker? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Um, I I think I think you'll see paintball on a, on a bit of an upswing. It, it, we all know it, plateau, it, peaked, it peaked in 2007. Then 2008, the economy went, went down, went downwards, went on a downward spiral. But I, I think, I think you're going to see an upswing. I know it's super busy in the U S 
Um, lot of people, a lot of demand for product, a lot of demand. I, I talk, talk to, you know, uh, several people, they'd say they're busy in the States. That, and Canada is usually, they say, eight to 16 months behind the U.S. So, you know, when we when we come out of this, I think people are going to be looking for something to do. And it was it was quite evident last year when we finally got open in, you know, June. But there, you know, there were a few, you know, many people that were sort of hesitant, a little worried. I think um, we're getting a lot more people vaccinated. Kids are going to get vaccinated soon. I think you're going to see a lot of that hesitancy go away, and people are just going to be looking to get out and do something. Um, there's not as much to do um, indoors as there was. You know, 18 months ago, like you're. But even if the stuff, indoor places started opening again, Joe, after people getting vaccinated, people I think people. Yeah, I think people are going to stay farther away from indoor activities than outdoor. Like, I think skiing later. will take a big boost this year. I think anything that's outdoor will take a boost. But even restaurants are going to have a hard go of things just because of the you know being indoors yep. and stuff, La- right? Like Laser Quest North America's gone. A lot of the escape rooms are closed. The axe throwing places are closed. I think. You know, we're almost back, with the exception of Xbox and and PlayStation 2, we're almost back to the 1990s where, you know, you could go bowling or play paintball or go to a movie. So, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm excited that, you know, there's going to be that want and desire to, to play paintball and do fun things again. People, man, yeah. have been cooped up and watching you know, binge watching movies and watching SEAL Team. They, they want to go out and sort of live that cosplay existence it all started when everyone started binge watching tiger king and at the beginning of the of the pandemic um we're gonna get to gavin's thoughts in a moment we're gonna get to all of your thoughts on uh instagram and facebook in the live chat but before we do that i want to remind you guys of something did you guys know that planet eclipse has more championships new mechanical markers new electronic markers hey new territory including the new magfed division uh get planet eclipse ladies and gentlemen and take on the world when the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Like welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options makes AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. Made in America by Brent Davis' crew, AirUps.com. Dreams made ruthless paintball products, colors, sublimation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, Ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off your order. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt, which is available worldwide. Worldwide. From the beginning, you stumble down a rocky cliff, a way to chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. Now, whether you're sliding into the snake or running and gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now with the Stormer, Basic, Tactical, and Elite. DLX Technology, guys. True industry innovators with some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get to the podium. And holy cow, that's where you want to be. So thank you to all of our sponsors, guys. Uh, It may seem like a trite point, but guys, it's them that keeps us on the air. And we have an opportunity to choose who sponsors us. And these are the ones we choose. So if you give them an opportunity for your business, we would greatly appreciate it. Hey, like them, tag them, follow them on social media, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to get back to this topic real quick, and we've got about five more minutes before we uh, we have to end here, but I do want to get through some of these comments real quick. Uh, AES Miller on Instagram said, I 
think the stimulus checks actually actually kept paintball industry afloat this year. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, Brecken McBruny, number 31, says, if paintball was allowed to stay open at full or near full capacities during the lockdowns, uh, I think we would have seen a big pump in growth because people were looking for anything to do to get outside the house. Uh, we definitely had said that. And the last one I wanted to bring up that I thought was good on Instagram was Houston Nelson 22 says the pandemic to me has started a small rise in the paintball community. Every time I get on Reddit, I see used guns going from 50 to $100 more than they were last year. There is no doubt that the demand for any good time items this year has gone through the roof, and that was definitely paintball. And uh, we won't get an opportunity to play Prices Right this week, but you can definitely see in the uh, eBay sales that prices have gone through the roof. So, uh, Gavin, we really didn't get your your opinion on this. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, paintball? I, I, I do, yeah, no, I do believe it's uh, consistent with it, what everybody else said. Uh, and I was going to make the point too, but the, that stimmy, that stimmy money, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, people had some extra disposable cash, and it seems to be booming in the U.S. And we are looking and salivating and, uh, you know, hoping that we're going to be in the same experience yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I, I think paintball is definitely on the increase, the, on the rise. Yeah. Uh, and that was sort of a throwback to last season when, uh, you know, the pandemic sort of opened up a little bit. And there was a lot of brand new faces out there. A lot of people who had never considered paintball before tried it for the first time and are now chopping at the bit to... Uh, um, to try it for this season, at least in our area. So, yeah, yeah I see it on the rise. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about uh, the season once we get open. For sure. Any uh, comments on those sheets that you guys have that uh, we, we should bring up over the last couple of minutes we have here? I, I've got two really interesting ones. Yeah. Um, well, actually, one's from Tom Palmer. It's, it's a good point. It says, in my opinion, it depends on the field. If the owner is improving things all the time, it'll grow. It's about area development. I kind of like that. Um, James Poole says well in the uk it has now been recognized as a sport so hopefully on the rise now that's, that's very interesting i did not know that they fully recognized it as a sport i'm hoping now that it comes out as a sport it'll be a little more open to more people playing very similar to what is here you know keeping your gear and all that kind of stuff so that was i thought that was very interesting hmm. um gavin do you have anything on your sheets um Dwayne King says he wants a Roscoe. <laughs> Some, I just want to. Can I add one, yeah. one one more thing to the to the uh, about the decline? Yeah, it's your segment. Growth. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, it, it's it's kind of interesting. It's it's very it's very cyclical. The growth thing is very cyclical. And last year, late, I guess before the pandemic started in 2019, we were getting a lot of calls and people wanting to get their their markers repaired and they were asking about piranhas and all these guns that paintball guns that hadn't been used in you know 10 to 12 years and that's that's a really good sign but it, it again it, it's cyclical right ebbs and tides rise and fall um as far as that but you know that people are wanting to get out and play paintball but you know then they have this, this these archaic markers that there's no parts in the world don't exist i have some somewhere but um the parts don't exist and it's not even worth trying to get them going you're just better to buy a new gun and get going as opposed to 
you know, trying to spend all that money and get it fixed. Yeah. Uh, hey, Colin Cooper in the live chat says, any work on the on the Tiger Stripe BTB hoodies? Right now, the last I actually talked to the silk screener, which was a couple weeks ago, they were having a hard time, surprise, surprise, getting the stock. So we're going to wait a little while longer because when I place an order, I want to be able to fulfill everybody's. And right now they're short on sizes and colors. So um, we need some flag raider ones too. So we're going to wait, I think, for at least for another month or two. But the idea is not gone because I think uh, Josh wants a new one just to wear to weddings. Gavin needs a new one. Uh, as well, so like we're we're definitely going to get some, but right now if the supply is not there, I really can't. So I'm gonna we're just gonna wait a couple months on that. I have I have a logo I have a logo I have a logo to put on the front of mine in white. Look at that. That's what I want mine to say. Just like it's that. very neat, but something in in me just says there might be a little bit of a trademark. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that was the flag writer logo from the seventies. It's fine. It used to be brown and orange. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. And is there any BTB patches? Yes, there are. If you send me a DM, I'll let you know uh, what I have left. They're ten bucks plus whatever shipping. So. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what's going to happen. Um, we are being told, Matt keeps texting me that we are at the end of our show, so we're going to end our Facebook live stream. We're going to continue to broadcast over on YouTube and record as our podcast. So because of the time, uh, we're all just going to say goodbye at, right now, uh, and we'll see you guys on Facebook next Monday if you're listening to us on our podcast or on YouTube. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. Yeah, there'd be some neat other, like this company is great because they have like, you've seen all the colors or all the camels that they have, but it'd be neat. You're right. If there was like something different, like a couple of different. even if the black on this was like a flat dark earth or a tan yeah and you left the other color of tan and the green on it that would so the only problem with those hoodies josh is that that fabric is its its own print so i didn't do that that's that's what the fabric is which is why it's so resilient when you're washing them um the only problem with that is if your logo is too busy and not bold it just gets lost in the washout of the of the uh, of the uh, of the print there, but it's it it seems to work. If we put a dark a dark background around it, I think we can I think we can do something there. But uh, BTB thong says Babs Bisser, um, yeah, and they're a lot cheaper because there's not a lot there, not with the style that we're going with. Um, I've never <laughs> worn one before, but I, I have a feeling they just might be a little too uncomfortable. I'm gonna say lies on that yeah. one. So when okay, lies. so banana hammock and thong is the same thing. So technically, you've worn them before. Yeah. Oh. So here's a question <laughs> I was I was waiting for the after show because I wanted to ask Joe. I know he'd answer this, and and Josh, I think you well both you and Gavin, I'm pretty sure have one. Um, I've been debating on getting a chest rig, just to hold either one radio or just a cell phone. What would you guys suggest? Um, yeah. Is there something that you guys are wearing right now that would be good? Well, I'm wearing a t-shirt. Well, yes, yeah, but under your t-shirt, right I see now. it no, lumpy. Is, I know your chest rig is, is there. Called, this is called the sweater. If, if you <laughs> want to just carry one thing, Gavin and I both have a, a Condor makes a mini one. It's called the um, just a chest rig, I think, isn't it, yes. Gavin? Yes. But if you want to carry a few other things, 
the DMCR4, it works really well, and then carry pouches and stuff. Isn't I, it the command chest rig or something like that? I don't think so. I think it's just chest rig. Oh, but I've got that's that was what a I few normally years work, back too. though. Yeah, I I really want like okay. I know this sounds terrible, but you have to admit more and more people are taking their cell phone on their feet on the field. I want something yeah. that I could still wear a pod pack with, but something I could just put my my cell phone in. Um, and may, maybe if there's like a mission briefing or something, if we're playing a big game or. Um, maybe a pack of almonds or a granola bar, but oh, something. Now you're <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, maybe, maybe some jerky, a jerky pocket. Well, Joe has um, his, <laughs> well, it's a Molly system, right? So yeah. he has a cell phone clip. Do you not, Joseph? Yeah. They don't make it anymore. Okay. They don't make that clip for these for these anymore. Todd, you might be able to get a clip, for, a Molly clip for the, for the phone pouch you have. I do. I well, it's not a Molly clip, but it's uh, there is a. It's just there is the a ops, clip. It's called the ops. It's called the ops chest rig on Condor. Yeah. Okay. I just get one of those. We'll have to look at that. I, I do. On, yeah. I mean, I'll give you, you a deal. Like one of those bandoliers <laughs> as well, right? Uh, which is yeah. a lot of guys use as well. So it's you gotta you gotta feel around and see what's gonna I work. I can't wear a bandolier because it sounds too much like a man's ear. And no, I'm more of a bro guy. Mod, it's called the modular chest panel. There you go. The MCR3. The MCR4 <laughs> is bigger, but you might not get you might not get an MCR3 unless you special order. So you might just need the other one, which is fine. And Bab Spisser in the live chat says, "Why don't I just wear a fanny pack? I already have too much of a bulge down there. I can't wear a fanny pack. It has to be <laughs> on my chest." Has Ain't to nothing be wrong with that, Spitzer. <laughs> <laughs> Look down at oh, yours. I know you're in the hot tubs. It's got to be shrinking right now. Bad. Yeah. So there you go. So that was my one question. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Good question. The other question, he, he, this is way off topic to paintball. At what point in time do you guys replace your under trousers? We were talking about them a couple weeks ago. How many holes is too many holes? And I know that Gavin's single, so it might be different. Joe and Josh are both married. At what point in time are you throwing out the uh, the, the fellows? I may be married, but I'm not a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, you got a hole in it once they, once they wear out. Okay, but we all have a pair of pants or jeans or shorts that have a hole in that you still wear because they're comfy, right? No. Socks, uh, yeah, socks can't true. have one hole in it because if your toe's sticking out of a hole, that's a whole other problem. All right. socks have a hole in it. <laughs> that's how you get your foot in it. Oh, good one, Gavin. Jesus, that's what we should end the podcast on right there. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I like how small. Of... See, Bob says any hole is too small. I. Yeah, I don't know. I disagree. If they're comfy, they're comfy. What if they discontinued your under trousers and you can't get them anymore? How many holes then are too many? I don't know. It's just nonsense talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how angry Joe is. It's just like, you know, I, I've got garbage to take out of him. Let's, let's get this Okay, but in my defense, <laughs> Joe, Joe has been seen wearing toe shoes. And that just gives me the that heebie-jeebies. That gives okay, me the I'm, heebie-jeebies. I'm team taught on this one. <laughs> I need, they're my water shoes. I know, but how could you have something between your toes? It just—it's it's like when you have a hole in your sock and your toe sticks out. They're long and arduous, and they're hard to get on, but they're just yeah. Yeah. But they're good. Oh, for so that's I, the story. 
Joe put them on once and he hasn't taken them off. No, since. they're in the garage. I wear them when I go when I go to when we went rafting or kayaking. I wore them because I knew that I'm got to get out of the. For that purpose, I don't boat, mind. Like I get that. But when you're caught at a grocery, I don't wear them to the mall. Okay, but I saw a guy at the grocery store, and it wasn't Joe, but it was a guy at the okay, grocery well, store wearing wear them, and it was like, why? Store. Do you remember that uh, Joseph, that guy who wore those shoes to the field, and played in the woods, and had a thorn go right through the soles of it? Uh, yeah, into his uh, into his soul. Yeah, I like, remember that. I'm not talking his foot, his soul. His soul, yes. <laughs> it killed him. <laughs> Yeah, Bob wants to know what toe shoes are. So toe shoes are like a, like vibram, a, they're vibram shoes. Yeah, but every toe has its own little place, so it looks like you're barefooted, but you're wearing a shoe. Yeah, I'll tag him on Instagram. I'm sure he'll like that. For on his Instagram and on his Facebook for the next six months, he's gonna have toe shoe sponsored they're called, ads. They're called vibram five fingers. And Colin Cooper agrees with you, Joseph. He says that you've got to try the toe shoes. Awesome. Wow. Are you kidding me right now? All right. I don't. I don't know if I can ban off Facebook, but if I or YouTube here, but if I can, Colin, you're gone after that comment. I just. Oh, I just tagged, I just tagged you, Bob. <laughs> did you? Did you guys know? Did you know that instead of wearing these five-fingered Vibram shoes, you can actually just go outside without shoes on? No, can you get your feet dirty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, today was the first day where we had good enough weather where I accidentally wore my inside flip-flops out and was caught at the grocery store. I looked down, I go, oh, I still have my flip-flops on. But it was so beautiful out. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Thank God for spring Your weather. Indoor flip-flops. Yeah. I wear, yeah, I wear flip-flops in the house. I do. Yeah. Well, we've got pets, right? And we've got, we don't have any carpet in our house. So like the smallest uh, minute particle of dust, you feel it on the bottom of your feet, right? So... Yeah. Uh, but I need the extra cushion as well. I mean, Josh, yeah. you're younger than all of us, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, our knees take some, some damage. He's still got all that around. young guy cartilage in his legs. That's right. <laughs> you, you guys definitely sound old. Holy soul. Remember when we had Major cartilage? Flip -flops. Alexa, let there be light. Oh, Santos. He comes in to see us at the end of the show and says, I have Fila toe shoes. Oh, why is this Santos. a thing, guys? Like, yes. Why, why do you guys enjoy this? I why would give you thing? more credit if you wore Crocs than if you wore toe shoes. And I know George Hay just perked up right now. <laughs> he almost drove He's off sponsored. the <laughs> poor, poor guy. Poor. Oh, gosh. All right, I got to go take my garbage Yeah, out. I'm with Bob Spisser on this one. How about a vacuum? It's called Roomba. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't have that Bab Spisser hot tub money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we end the program? Gavin, thank you for being with us tonight. It's great to be here, folks, and thank you for joining us. And uh, make sure you hit like, uh, subscribe on the way out as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Josh. Yeah, uh, everything Gavin said, and if you can, please re leave a review. Um, unless you're putting one star, then, you know, just don't worry about Save it. Save it for Amazon, yeah. Yeah. All right, and thank you to Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. We'll see you next Monday night at 8 p.m. where we broadcast live on Facebook and get your toe shoes. Very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week, and uh, be safe.